Andrew, can you have headphones on? Do you mind? Oh, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Uh, One sec, let me just go find them. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. No worries. You'll just have to leave and then come back. And, uh, yeah, we can always cut this short, but I mean the intro is what I mean. But we have, today we're talking to Andrew Rutherdale, and Gordo continues to study for the LSAT law exams. So we're trying out guest Gordos, and today we're joined by longtime Betaverse fan. What do you want to go by? Cherise, of course. Cherise. So, <clears throat> kids at home, vote in, How's call in, let us know how Shreese does, <laughs> and uh, maybe maybe I'll be the the next Gordo. You never know. I mean, those are hard shoes to fill, but I believe it. It's good for uh, you know. We always strive to Ooh. portray ourselves as modern progressives on the Betaverse. And, yeah, uh, I'm just empowering. trying to lift my, your, uh, my headphones yeah, lift your here. Sorry. Oh, shit, what the hell? Okay. <laughs> I don't see color, but I'll take your word on that. Um, sure, and we're joined by the latest and greatest in art technology, Andrew Rutherdale. How's it going, Andrew? Oh, he dropped. Uh-oh. He's furious. <laughs> oh, technology. I'm sure he's coming right back. Yeah, because uh, you have to re-enter to have the echo off. Is that your cat or is Matt showing up? That is my cat. Hold on. She's a just adopted her a week ago, so we're uh, we're still bonding, you know. Hell yeah! Wait, wait. Sorry, I got to put the screen back. Oh no, I missed it. I was talking to Andrew. Can you grab the cat again? What the hell? This big old cat. Did you get cute? her from the shelter? Yeah, she's been adopted like twice, so. Oh, why do they send her back? The first time, because I guess the original owner like had a cat already. Um, Hello. And they were oh. getting along. Here's Matt. <laughs> Howdy. Damn, You're what's little... up? <laughs> I'm late. Shit, am I super loud? A little bit. <clears throat> I'm lowering you. If you can lower it on your side, that'd be good. Sounds like you're in a running engine as well. Running engine? Yeah, where are I'm, you? That's it now. I'm just at home. I don't even have a fan on or anything. Hmm. It's hot. It's coming in. Which mic are you using? Some Blue Yeti. Still, still loud. Still crazy. Uh -oh. Andrew said his I internet just cut. Yeah, I the game I mean, down we can a make two, but do you want to try leaving and coming back in? It might sometimes it does that. Are you already recording? Yeah. What'd you say? Shit. It's the, uh... Wait, can you, so like, can you 
How does it I can work? Like, can you just... Is this all going to be in depth? Pardon me. It can be. Like, I uh, can edit it all. Various, like, okay. track by track to reduce, you oh, know, shit. echoing sounds. Or I can make police sirens louder. There's always... <laughs> Betaverse prides ourselves in setting, you know, setting ambient tones, pushing, pushing the boundaries. Yeah, because there are these rooms, these chambers that are completely quiet. And apparently if you go inside, you can only be in them for like 10 minutes and you hear the blood in your brain. Nate, like sensory you the, deprivation. Are you, the Mark, are you the, yeah, are you the Mark Zuckerberg of podcasting? Of course. I'm the <laughs> Mark Fisher, Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> Mark I'm a Mark, all right. But You're a Mark. Not to be confused with Matt Snook. Matt Snooks, pardon me. Oh my god. The most preeminent goddamn podcaster the world has ever known. Yeah. Are you still there, Matt? I'm sorry, can you hear me? Did I turn the game down too much? <laughs> you and Andrew Rutherdale aren't uh sworn enemies, are you? <laughs> Who? The internet for the internet yeah, just the disappeared. Internet's not working today. Mm-hmm. It's seen, so I think it should be okay. Oh no! Now it's just the two of us. That's okay. They'll they'll be back. All right, oh. yeah, sorry, I'm back on. Hello. You sound. Are these uh, are great. these headphones working for the audio? Yeah. Yeah. Just, just... I can hear you. I still, I still echo, echo on, on your, your sound, sound though. Oh, Hello. 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 Matt echoes on. I think, I think uh, that... it sounds like either it's because you can just it's picking it up from your microphone. Your microphone might be hot or when you first join, there's a engage echo cancel. There's two things that are important. There's one that says I'm using headphones or I'm not. And there's one that says engage echo cancellation. But we're ahead of schedule. Usually it takes. He's talking to me. Um, oh wait, now I don't hear it. Well, I hear it less. I turned down my thing on Riverside stuff. Yeah, I don't know why my mic is fucking blasting out so much. The game right. is literally barely on. When you couldn't hear me, it's because I turned the game down so much that it was like... Mm. Alright, we're... Oh, and now Andrew's muted. Oh, so the echo's coming through on Matt now. Do you have headphones, Matt? Technical difficulties. <laughs> It's, right, that's why. You just gotta. If you can turn your volume down. <laughs> oh, good. All right. Can't wait. Nate, where do you live? You live in the Myland, right? No, I'm downtown. 
currently. Girl, you live downtown? Yeah. What the fuck? Why downtown? Uh, it seemed like a good idea at the time, but <laughs> the plan is to go, yeah, um, Mile End or Little Italy or wherever. Little so expensive. Hello. Hello. Okay. Is this better now? Can you hear me? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're good. Welcome. Good. Mm-hmm. Hey. All right. So Andrew already knows, but we're trying out our replacement Gordos with better optics. So today we have Sharice. Welcome, Sharice. I was wondering uh, if you were. Uh, I'm glad to know that you're Gordo. Yeah. yeah no. Um... Well, as yeah, you can well, see. <laughs> so we, we got Sharice, we got Nate, and who's the third one? We've um, got the yeah. with, wickedly talented Andrew Brotherdale, who is an artist one. that I happen to run into at our friend's party. But Andrew, you, uh, do you mind explaining yourself to the kids at home? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just, uh, I make sculpture. I use uh, a lot of digital fabrication methods and, um, I've done, I've done works with like, uh, molds and funguses and, um, various microorganisms. I've been, working with uh, insects more recently, some of my pieces. Uh, just did a show at Hunter Shaw Fine Art in Los Angeles um, with uh, with some beetles. Yeah, I really like that. So those are real beetles that you have preserved? Yeah, yeah. Do you, so, do you buy the bugs uh, or are you, are you out with a flashlight in the middle of the night? Oh, no, no, I, I buy them. I, I think a lot of the bugs are uh, basically like farms and factories. That's um, so sad. Yeah, and then they, in the same They got like factory turn, farms for bugs? Yeah. So, Andrew, I already asked Nate if he's the Mark Zuckerberg of podcasting. Are you the Elon Musk of art? Oh, Don't offend the guests, I mean, Gordo. No. I, I hope not, I hope not. But, I mean... <laughs> I don't know. Like, uh, I, I am, I am like harvesting capital for stupid purposes. So maybe there's like a little something there. With the I innovation, think... all inclusive, all included. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I wouldn't claim. Uh, I, I wouldn't claim that I'm innovating a lot, but I'm definitely repackaging things and making them a little bit dumber. That's that's what we all strive for. Sharice, we'll just caution you. Our listeners are mostly chauvinists, so let's we'll, we'll ease in. No, I'm just kidding. None of these <laughs> jokes are landing. This is our new Nathan Fielder era. My jokes, I mean. I'm already but, not doing a good job of replacing Gordo. Well, you he's on time, so that's that's all it takes, really. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but um, hell yeah, so. I do really like the bugs. Was it, did you have an interest in bugs first or was it the farming of them that you were like, Oh, this is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think what drew me to the bugs, I mean, I, I worked with, um, like some like living microorganisms in the past. Um, so it seemed kind of like a logical extension of that, uh, just like going a little bit larger scale, like, 
um, and just like a different form of, of uh, intelligence too. Um, but I, uh, I really like stories about bugs as well. I think that that really motivated me. Um, like uh, I, I, I was really interested in Cronenberg's um, The Fly, um, where the the, the fly uh, kind of becomes like this transformation into a fly becomes a, a metaphor for the id kind of slipping out of this character, you know, like reverting to more base instincts and just, uh, you know, this, this kind of, uh, yeah, this, this falling away of the super ego. Um, and then I, I think in, in Kafka's metamorphosis, it becomes more a metaphor for like, guilt and shame about having these qualities uh and also like the sense of uh like overwhelming and, and crushing responsibility that the character has for his family it's kind of this like paternal uh guilt and like inability to please the father and then eventually he gets killed by the father um so uh I think I think just some of the kind of mythic and like metaphorical qualities of insects. Hell I like yeah. the idea of like a terrarium filled with a whole bunch of Gregor Samsas. Yeah, yeah. Um, crawling in like three D, three D printed um, little caverns and stuff. The sarcophagi, yeah. Yeah. I like your yeah. your bugs have a beauty that really resonates, and uh, I was obsessed with beetles particularly June bugs growing up, the like shiny watermelon guys. But um, when you get them, are they alive or are they already preserved? Do you have to um, facilitate? Yeah, well, so for the show with Hunter, uh, like I was showing two types of insect works. Um, some of them were like preserved in resin. That's how I received them, just in these little blocks. And then um, I basically just... Uh, frame them and 3d printed the frames did a little like led edge lighting so you can really see the the holographic quality of the exoskeletons um but i was also showing uh, a terrarium with live insects in it um and the insects are called uh death feigning beetles and they're these beetles that um have a they have a condition called tonic immobility um which is a lot like what like fainting goats or possums have. Um, and they pretend to be dead whenever they feel threatened. Uh, and I, I thought that there was something particularly um, like maybe like bourgeois about this, you know, where like rich people, whenever they feel like a threat or like something is kind of like displacing them, just, they just kind of like shut down or like, have like a, a panic attack or something like that. Um, I mean, everyone can be a little bit like that. Yeah, <laughs> playing dead, but um, everyone turns into a nihilist. I love the frames you do for them. Though. It makes them look like evil little machines. Yeah, it's very, very, very edgy, dramatic. Like it makes them. I don't know. Like they're just small little guys, and uh, you know, I hate. I'm a, I'm a bug hater. You know, I want to see all of them <laughs> annihilated, but I want to see all of them put into little sculptures, prisons like these. It's the <laughs> British, British hunters of old. Well, lepidopatry was a big 
big thing in the aristocratic circles. And um, is that show that shows wrapped at LA in Los Angeles? Yeah, say. yeah. It just closed a few days ago. Yeah, I like the idea of like a hunting a hunting trophy, or or just that I'm like playing my part in the the six extinction, like rounding up all the bugs and just preserving them, and you know, indexing them and nice putting them in it, in art. It's a nice way of ext of uh, extinguishing the bugs on this planet, turning them into art. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I think. I, Oh, sorry. There's comfort in that, you know? Yeah. And the rest we can eat. <laughs> when we art. live in the pod. Have you, have you eaten any bugs, Andrew? You ever take a little, you, you know, get a big box of them, so them don't look that good, you know, not good enough to, like, put in the display, so you just, like, fuck it, throw in the microwave or whatever? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I got, like, the, well, I haven't had it yet, but I got, like, this um, grasshopper protein. Um, and it's just this like red powder that like some people use for like body bodybuilding and like bulking and stuff oh, like yeah. that. So maybe, yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe I'll get really into like bodybuilding and buff up on on like some oh, grasshopper. So does that mean that somewhere out there there's a factory farm where it's just like millions of grasshoppers getting ground into dust every day? Probably. Yeah, what that's exactly it. I want to do the Andrew. You should be like a an influencer and get invited to the factory farm, and do a big expose. Like like yeah, like a a paid tour about how it's actually not that bad, and that here in North America we are fed a narrative of factory farming, and that the bugs are actually right. really happy here. All right. Yeah. 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 yeah totally. Totally. I'll get on. I'll get on. Like. Uh, I'll get like a big bug subsidy going here. Like mm -hmm. we're gonna go riff mode, but I have some uh, pressing questions. We're gonna do Andrew's interview, and then we're gonna go. We're gonna take it into outer space, is what we've figured out. But this is a damn. We haven't had four in a while, so this will be fun. We're gonna get it locked in. Um, <clears throat> where did you go to? Where did you grow up first and foremost? Uh, I, my family just kind of moved around all the time, actually, like, uh, just like chasing different like contract work and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of, mm, we eventually settled in, uh, this place called Sault Ste. Marie, which is, a, a steel town, um, right near the border of upstate Michigan. And it's very like hollowed out, very industrial. Um, it's just kind of like a really like you know one of those fucked up like steel belt places. But um, but yeah, I don't know. I've I've been trying to get away from it my whole adult life, but I, I feel like it's uh, definitely kind of informed the the way I see the world. It's just kind of it's it's like places like that are kind of the the end vein of capital. And like, I feel like they're kind of starting to atrophy a little bit, you know, like, um, yeah. Like, yeah, Ham Hamilton was a steel mill. Sharice, was Windsor a steel mill? Or what do they do out in Windsor? Um, it's more automotive. <laughs> right. It's very automotive heavy industry, but like, yeah, practically steel and car parts and all yeah. that. Yeah. And then very Matt, similar. 
I mean, you're out in Newfoundland. You guys just try and throw bottles at airplanes when they, when they <laughs> yeah, them. pretty much. Yeah, that's kind of an, the main source of employment out here. But then, uh, so did you move to? Did you come to Montreal for your for art, Andrew, or were you? Did you not go to school for it? Uh, no, I was doing a just like a two year degree in in Chicago. Uh, around 2016 to 2018 and then I worked at a gallery there for a year um and then after my visa ran out I I had some uh artists and like music friends here so it seemed like a good place to to like settle down since I had to come back to Canada oh yeah what's your opinion on Montreal so far it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Like a lot of Toronto tra- transplants moving here since the pandemic. Uh, and I feel like I came What's a little up? bit. Before... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I came a little bit before that wave. So I kind of settled down when it was still pretty, pretty reasonable. Hell yeah. Do you think it's the Torontonians that are what are causing? Um... Well, I've noticed like gentrification. <laughs> True. I, uh, I don't know if they're making, I only know like two Torontonians that like hung around. A lot of them don't stay very long because they crave their center of power. Yeah. I mean, they're kind of an easy target. I also think it's just greedy, greedy landlords in general. Mm-hmm. Like it's like the rents, the rents practically doubled here since I got here, but it's also still more expensive everywhere else. So I do like that about Montreal, the every, every problem about that people complain about, I don't find that bad. Um, but it does need to stay French. The more French it stays, the longer it'll be inexpensive because it's, I think it's like when things go full Anglo, that's when it gets really expensive, but I could be wrong in that. Yeah, there there was like two years in a row we've had insane rent hikes on our on our studios, like uh, like a thirty percent rent increase last year, and then another thirty percent this year, um, and it's just it's totally it seems totally unjustified. And uh, we're also talking about the like the hotel like a, a few doors down from the studio, which. I, I think it's just a ridiculous idea for uh, for Milan, but oh, is that you know, the one of the big the big brickyard, the big old brick thing, the water tower building? Yeah, 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 right. yeah. There, there was like a okay. little kind of community resistance to it, which I think registered, and they sort of slowed it down. But like, uh, well, it definitely. Also, like, I mean, attempted a they attempted a similar project on like Laurier. There's a like a huge abandoned building right there, and it was like supposed to be turned into a boutique hotel, that uh, I guess like the community resisted. They won, they beat it. Yeah, they beat it. Nice. But then they tried the same thing again, thinking it would work. Is it becoming yeah. a hotel? So it's still. I, I think. I think it got slowed down. Yeah, I was kind of confused when it was like, no, save the big thing, because it's been like high security storage for a long time where it's very wealthy people are in there. I do like kind of like it as like a big, ugly eyesore. And I like that little triangle park that you're not supposed to go in, but you can drink beers there. 
and it's there's a lot of good spots to pee and things like that. The police don't usually catch you until like one a.m. And like also like project light images on that building. Which yeah, is kind yeah. Of fun. But uh, my thought was, I was like, well, what I missed way more was there used to be a park. There was this big abandoned building that was like super dangerous. You could fall off it and you could shoot fireworks and stuff. But when they got rid of that, I was pretty bummed out. But uh, no one, no one really stopped it. But you're in, okay. So you're in those studios, the cool one, the Art Deco ones, right on like. Well, I don't want to give away your spot, but P and V, like right at the little uh, the gateway there. Yeah, yeah, that's the spot. Yeah, you're like, oh no, they're gonna find me now. But <laughs> <laughs> don't don't come, don't, don't come. you dare. <laughs> yeah, what, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> what's also cool is because you had uh, some shows in Europe. Uh, weren't you telling me you did one with our friend Phil or was that one in Europe or that was in down in uh, yeah. New York yeah yeah I just I just uh, I saw those guys I I I, uh, I I was in Manhattan for a little bit and they were curating a, a show there uh, the people who run, run the project space in Berlin um but yeah, and Phil Phil's bed PC was there too. Um, Hell yeah! And I, I I was just showing like uh, I've been making these pieces with uh, kombucha scobies, um, oh, these big scobies? like fleshy yeah. pellicles, um, nice. and I would just like slap them on. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I would just like slap them to sheets of plastic and let them dry out, and then use a a laser to engrave into them. Um, and for this show, no uh, way. I engraved uh, an image from Thomas Hobbes' Leviathan. Uh, it's this big, like, king with like a like a, a sword and a mace. And right, he's made out of it lizard. Was, it was right at the border of um, the old East and West Berlin, where the show is taking place. Um, so I figured, like, this big power symbol. Uh, the symbol is kind of like, uh, oh shit. Can anyone else hear him? No, nope. he, he froze. The good thing about Riverside, boys and girls, is that it uh, records on your computer. And so we'll get that back. He'll jump back in. And then in Studio Magic, I'll fix it. Sorry, sorry. No, no, no worries. No worries. It actually records yeah, your stuff locally. And then I'll just like edit this or forget and leave that in. And leave the nice, part where nice. I like yelled at Sharice too. It'll be terrible, aka authentic. Yeah, I feel but yes. we're doing. Uh, we're kicking it off great. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Andrew. Oh no, I just feel like, like I keep yeah, over talking. This always happens this with anymore. Zoom, just like um, so, it's so tricky with the pauses. Yeah. Oh. <sighs> the timing. Yeah, we'll just uh, we'll meditate, <laughs> take a break. Yeah, on the same vibe, same <laughs> wavelength. Matt will feed his eighteen cats, and yeah, um, that's what's uh, happening. They're out chewing on wires because they're starving to death. But yeah, yeah. So that was cool because I ran into you, and I was sort of surprised. Um, not that it's all that like 
you know, who do you know? Who do you know? But I was like, oh, you know, like, like Flip Caustic, Phil and Harris, Lauren Max and Goblin Pills. And that crew I know is like very, very like internet shit posty. And um, which we ourselves kind of goon out on. But did how did you come across all of them? Is it because you guys are kind of like on, um, I sense like kindred waves or whatnot. But how did you make those friendships or whatnot? Or just like oh, came yeah. across I mean, each I, other's I, work? Yeah, I, I know both of them um, are, are in this like do not research group, which I, I never really joined. Mm-hmm. Up with. I feel like I was a little late to that. Um, yeah, and with like uh, linking up with Phil, it just happened through. Um, through like a gallery owner in LA. Mm-hmm. Cause there's a lot of, um, a lot of kids that, Oh, Oh, we got a little delay. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. And then Harris, I just know from Instagram, like, uh, just like happened upon his page and just kind of, I, I follow a lot of artists there and kind of keep up with what's going on there a little bit. Cause the kids at home, we've got a lot of artists who listen in. And they're all wondering, how do I get the, uh, how do I get the gallery hookups? How do I get those shows with my favorite, my favorite figures? Um, and there's like, some people do make the memes and they're like, Hey, get me the meme guy. But <laughs> what's your advice to someone who's trying to like, you know, authenticate themselves or like, is it really just a, gallery people it's a rich person making those decisions or are there things things that fit come into it no no i i feel like it's kind of a matter of like paying your dues to the community a little bit like um when when i really started chilling uh around like 2019 and 2020 um i i was uh organizing sort of like off-site like outdoor projects and just like spaces that i found interesting and uh was showing a lot of people's work that way and then i would also do um off-site projects with other people and that was kind of a like a particularly popular point in time for this kind of thing where it would be like an outdoor show because uh it was during the pandemic and like a lot of gallery access was cut off so a lot of people were just like looking at stuff on uh on instagram basically so your advice would be just to like contribute to your own community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot of artists like like starting project spaces and like curating a little bit stuff like that. And I think just like kind of putting yourself out there and not making things all about you. You know, like it really helps to to you know try and contribute to the community and and also like learn things from uh, from other people. Do you find that these um, art circles are kind of redundant? Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, like it's definitely like a, a redundant economy, you know. Uh, yeah. It can it, it, it it's it's a uh, you know like I mean part of what drew me to the the Beetle works as well as just the notion of uh, artists being treated like pests and uh, you know, like there's, there's a little bit of truth to that too. Even, even our conversation about uh, 
you know, like getting rid of our studios and stuff like that. Um, well, there's this narrative that like, I don't think is fair. I've seen, I'm glad everyone feels stupid posting infographics now, but it used to like explain to you like you were a moron, like how gentrification works. An artist comes to this innocent Marxist neighborhood and makes it seem cool. So it's their fault. It's like, dude, we all like, we all like cheap apartments. Everybody was under the, some, most still are, I'm, I'm not anymore, but <laughs> I'm also not in the fucking mile end. So not, I, I'm trying to get back. I'm trying to climb my way back, but it's like, I always felt bad <laughs> that like, like the artists that are just like, you know, doing a performance art piece where they roll around on tax. And if they're lucky, they get paid $150 are getting hit in the face with by skaters in St. Henry because it's like anti-gentrification. They're like fucking beating the hell out of these people yeah. who are like, <laughs> I don't know, like 28 and make like 20,000 a year. And they, they need a place then like, so yeah, that was like, like now, now everybody, fortunately everybody's like so nihilistic. There's not this whole thing, but I remember I had this friend who grew up in New York and he was here and he moved back home and Trump got elected. So he was like, I'm going to fight the good fight. And all he did was post stories, but everyone who's not from New York needs to get the fuck out. And it's like, well, that sounds a little familiar, but I don't know. I don't know what's right or wrong. I don't think we are the ones causing gentrification though. No, but then like, I'm not getting mad at a artist who like lives there or people that do a gallery or even people that like make a shitty restaurant that costs $160 to sit at, like, they're just like, no, but that's the thing is that it's the power not brokers our fault. Are, yeah. It's uh, the ones in power. What can we say? Yeah. I, I think like landlords and real estate developers just want to make as much money as possible as quickly as possible. And they'll also take like, like crazy risks, you know, like, just like building these buildings that don't even fill up and just like holding on to them. Yeah. But when you get really lucky, those turn into like condo, like condo desolation deserts. And then it gets all scary and like RoboCop or like, yeah, <laughs> that that's what made New York. That's what made Manhattan cool in the first place was it was like just this empty lawless place, which I guess, yeah, if everybody starts attacking all the buildings, we can get back to it. But yeah, was have like... you all... Oh, sorry. Have you all been to Griffintown? Like, that place seems so <laughs> fucked. <laughs> like, dangerous? I don't think no, it's dangerous. It's, it, it just oh, feels it's rich like now. It, it's like it came out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah, when I moved here, Griffintown was like parking lots. And that, but strangely, Boda Boda was already there. Shut up, Boda Boda. It's my favorite ocean <laughs> spa. Um, and uh, you should go to Lasaurus, Nate. Yeah. Out in, out in Rawdon. Oh, shit. Isn't that like a two hour drive, though? Yeah, it is. But like way better than Boda Boda and cheaper. Well, if someone's driving, I'll go. But I care too much about the environment to have a car. <laughs> Cause I'm a hero. Nice. I, need, I, I need the beta verse like spa coupon. <laughs> yeah. Why is We're that working on it. 
Well, maybe currently, you can write that off as like a business. Uh, as a business currently, expense. we net uh, negative. I'll mute this out so the kids don't get jealous. But we net negative four hundred dollars a year. So once I'm profitable, there's going to be very powerful incentives and repercussions to anyone who uh, angers us. But <clears throat> as Matt like knows, a, uh, the social prestige. Look, is its own reward, right, Matt? Social prestige, absolutely. <laughs> he, he Sorry, I've been me. reading about these fucking bug factory farms. They're kind of terrifying me. <laughs> this is one farm that does 780 billion bugs a year. Like, That's... farms them? Yeah, and like kills them. I wonder how um, honeybee farms work. Are they, is that, is that a similar process or? Probably not in any good way. <laughs> it's probably pretty fucked up. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I've been reading this big old post that's like, actually bugs are probably sentient and this is evil. Um, and you know what? I agree with that. Uh, and also I don't want to eat bugs. I don't want to do that. I probably already am. I got McDonald's yesterday. There's probably bugs in that. Isn't there like a mandate that says that there's a certain amount of bugs allowed in like a Kit Kat or like a <laughs> Ho Henry bar? That's, That's great. what I heard a couple years ago that like there's a maximum number of bugs that is allowed in your candy bars. And you know what? Which, uh... If we're already eating the bug and we don't notice, then maybe it's not that bad. True. Maybe it's okay. Maybe it's all right to eat the bugs. And if you're not yeah. going to even at least make some elaborate art with them. Yeah, I think there's just, like, everyone thinks that they can avoid eating the bugs, but there's no way. Like, no, there's no way. If they want it to happen, it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. You have to eat the bugs. You're going to have to. You're not going to know, probably, at first. You're just going to be eating your mini pizza, and all of a sudden you'll see one. And you'll read the back of the box, and it'll be like, yeah, it contains, like... 40 grams of grasshoppers per serving. There's there's no alternative. There's no alternative. You will eat the bugs. And you know what? You won't even notice for a bit. Yeah. So you can get mad. Well, that old factoid is that you eat seven spiders a year and all that. But And you don't <laughs> notice. What the bug farms... Because I didn't know about the, the fancy beetle ones... But it reminds me of I follow like at least 100 of these on Instagram now are uh, they're based out of mainland China and Hong Kong where they do live crystal sales. And they'll be like, I'll be the only person watching the live and they'll just pull up quartz and be like in like I don't under it's in Cantonese or Mandarin. I'm not an expert. <laughs> But you can buy them live and I don't know what the prices are, but it's like in the thousand Wait, it's what, like, do you, what do you mean by a live crystal? Well, it's a live sale. The crystal's not alive, but the sale okay. is like <laughs> in Instagram Live, you can bid on these crystals for your like witch, like uh, dream catcher shot, which um, for your altar. Yeah, Edmonton had a lot of these. I really liked it in the uh, down in the West, West End downtown area. It was all these like middle-aged women who are like either divorcees or lawyers 
or member or like Green Party candidates would have these crystal stores. And I think that I've found like maybe they're the, the ones who are gentrifying everything, dude. Mm, well, maybe the crystal uh, shops are what's coming in. I would need a, everyone. I would need Spirit Flower to come on and defend herself before I would ever point that. But I enjoyed like the novelty of that. I could have these strange, beautiful things. Is that like where you first did you come across the bug sourcing system or were you like bugs are cool? How do I get them? Like, how did you find out about your supply chain? Yeah. Yeah. I was just talking to, talking to a friend of mine uh, um, and uh, just, just saying that I, I don't really like collect anything. Like, I never had like any kind of collection before. Like some people have like crazy like rock collections or like, I don't know, like sneakers or whatever. And I just thought about like what I would be interested in collecting. And I, I like, it kind of drew me back to childhood a little too. when I would like make like little terrariums and stuff like that. And just like collect like bugs and like reptiles and stuff like that, uh, from like parks and stuff. Oh, um, hell yeah. and, uh, I, I was kind of intrigued just by the idea of like collecting collecting insects from nature because there's something kind of morbid about it, and I, I'm really interested in in sort of like extraction and like uh, death and stuff like that, and kind of the the relationship between the two. Um, so I was just like, you know, like gonna build a like a, a big um, like a big graveyard uh, out of these bugs. <laughs> Hell yeah. And there was like, <clears throat> so the ones that you have that are alive, did you have some millipedes in there? The weird black ones with a bunch of legs? Uh, I, I do, I do have a millipede in resin, but for oh, wow. the, for the, for the, uh, the ones I was showing live, it was, uh, just the, just the death fainting beetles, just like the nervous beetles that, pass out or, or pretend to be dead whenever they feel threatened and i made like a little um like a little city for them like a little dubai or hudson yard or or, or griffin town where they can just live lives of uh excess and consumption yeah. have have some of them gentrified it at the expense have they, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah 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 they took their little they took their little uh jet trip from arizona and then they got put up in the in the beetle hotel um and were they ethically housed at the end of the show or oh yeah for, well for the end of the show I, I i did a show with um with hunter last year uh the the gallery owner in in los angeles and at, at the end of the show um we went out to to Joshua Tree and just got like super, super like baked, like did like some crazy <laughs> mushrooms. Um, I was. Yeah. <laughs> so so I since you since set the, them free. Yeah, well that's the idea. Yeah, like since since the bugs are are like native to California, I told I told Hunter just to take them out to Joshua Tree and get them fucked up. I like that you had a ceremony for that. <laughs> Mm -hmm. that's so sick was it filmed i really wish it was filmed with like beautiful music uh, 
I don't know. I'll have to ask Hunter if, if he films the films the release. So do you feel typecast at all as the bug the bug artist now? Um, I mean I I've done I've done other things. Like I I I do I do like insects and I wanna wanna keep working with them. Uh I've got I, I've got some other like ideas about like how to use uh like ants and stuff like that. Like I got these little um just these little like toy shrugs recently. Oh um, hell yeah. <laughs> and I was wow. I was thinking I was thinking like getting like ants to unload them, just filling them up with sugar and then getting ants to uh, oh, unload them and take them take them to their hill and stuff like that. Um so we'll see. Uh it's not all bug ideas though. I God I'm uh, meeting with someone who does uh resin casting pretty soon and just different different mediums, different no directions. That's super awesome. And then, so your frames, are those 3D printed or are they molds? Yeah, yeah, they're, they're 3D printed. Uh, and I, I did, for the show with Hunter, I did multiples of them because I wanted the the production process of the frames to almost like mirror or reflect the production process of the bugs where you've got like multiples, but in the end, they're all kind of the same, basically. So. That was that was kind of what I was doing there with the three D printing. Oh yeah, and is is art something that you're able to now focus full time on, or is it something where you still need to find a a job to sustain oneself? Yeah, I I mean I I got a little savings, uh, and and also just like. Um, like some some grant funding and some sales that are keeping me going, but it's it's always a struggle. Like every, I I think uh, every every living thing has to struggle to to justify themselves, you know. Um, especially as things seem to get darker and darker. <laughs> Do yeah yeah yeah. Well, like Harris and um a lot of a lot of folks I talk to, yeah, they'll have like uh those the day jobs that kind of sustain whether or not they come from art that's always a bonus and whatnot too. And like being a technician, but <clears throat> it does, it's, it's fun in that the freedom also Canada having the grants is not bad at all. It's not a bad, not a bad situation to have. Was that a challenging thing to figure out or was it like, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. I, I mean, mm -hmm. I, I definitely have uh, like some people to help me with it too. Like some people apply for funding for some of the projects I do. Um, and that's really great when that can happen. Um, but just keeping yourself going on the grant hustle, there's only like a few friends of mine who, who are able to do that. And for them, it's always a struggle. Um, there's, there's a lot of anxiety that accompanies those applications, but I've also done, um, like gallery work uh in the past like from like sorting out gallery tax files to like doing like uh educational programming and stuff like that um so that's that's something that i see a lot of people do as well as just working for galleries but those jobs are like super competitive and, and also like pretty poorly compensated sometimes so mm. it's uh it's pretty tough for sure i think having just like a regular like nine to five like email job to sustain you is a good option just so you don't have to put so much pressure on your work and your practice all the time. Right. Hell yeah. And, uh, 
Yeah. Are you tempted when you um, when you watch your friends become uh, certified meme lords or whatnot? Are you like, I need to get on this internet uh, oh my God. wave? Or yeah. You're like, that's not for me. I'm the mysterious one. No. I, I mean, I mean, like, my brain is already so poisoned. Like, I, I do spend a lot of time, just waste a lot of time, like, flipping through meme pages and, like, um, sharing memes on Instagram and stuff like that. And it's just so stupid. There have been, like, an insane number of good bug memes recently, though. Like, I feel like I just kind of happened upon catching that wave. And, like, every day, like, I have, like, one or two friends just like sending me like some new bug meme that they found and I'll, I'll put it up. Just keeping the bugs flowing. Oh yeah. Bugs and posts. On bug for real, for real. With yeah. the bug kombucha, does it, does kombucha smell crazy when it gets all old? <laughs> yeah. 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 It's like, uh, it smells like, like vinegar, like times a hundred sometimes like that. And also like something else is that when you're brewing it, like fruit flies very easily find a way into your batch. And, and so I've had moments where like, there's like been small fruit fly infestations and the scobies have had to get a little thicker. So I'll just be like, Oh, I'll just like wait for like another week. Like, see how bad it gets. You know, it can't get that bad. I'll keep my eyes on it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like insects are like very opportunistic, uh, and they are you gonna they do just... an installation with fruit flies at any time soon. <sighs> I know. I mean, maybe, but I, I feel like I've done like enough of that. I've seen enough fruit flies for now. You know, just with the kombucha. <laughs> Scoobies. Maybe I'll produce one by accident someday, but nice. it's, it's not, it's not fun. Yeah. I think everybody that goes to vernissages are very experienced with fruit flies from their kitchen sinks and dressers covered in beer cans as I'm looking at right now, but <laughs> that's a, uh... yeah. Oh my God. Maybe I should just like, uh, you know, do a vernissage where I, um, get like a bunch of beer and wine cans, get people to drink them and then just let the fruit flies come over, over the next uh, little while. You know? Hell yeah. Yeah. Art, An alco right alcoholic hibernaculum. Cause I was, uh, it was to the point where I was getting annoyed cause everyone was making like quote unquote battle stations art where it's just like all the, like all the computer desks with like anime girls and like cigarette smoke, cigarette ashes everywhere. And like, energy drink cans and I was like wait are you saying desks like this suck because like <laughs> I don't know I feel like everyone who does cool stuff sooner or later you got a battle station going on have you ever uh do you ever descend into absolute depravity and de degeneration or do you is it important to have a cleanly artistic space oh yeah I mean definitely toward the end of the show like uh the studio just becomes a bit of a nightmare and just has all sorts of shit lying around. Sometimes there's like some rotting things in the corner, but then when I'm starting, I just kind of clear everything out again. So I'm just going to take myself. No worries. No worries. Sharice, um, you're in the tech sphere. You're a woman in STEM. How's that going for oh, you? Me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I really have nothing to say uh, other than 
sometimes it it really sucks but it sucks because um they treat you like everyone else <laughs> what what does that mean so i mean i i thought i was supposed to get special treatment but uh no so what do you, so what do, you do um i'm a project engineer okay um, what is that? Is that coding? Is that real? That doesn't sound real to me. No, it's not really real. Um, I basically see projects um, and, you know, help complete them from start to finish. And, like, whatever someone wants, I deliver. Hell yeah. It's like a software prostitution. That's like, what I uh, do. So is it a lot of coding, or is it like yeah, managing, or kind of yelling at people? Do you get to yell at people? It's. Yeah, do I do not. Oh. I don't know. Unfortunately, I'm not allowed to yet. But um, yeah, everyone treats me I'll like I'm to... stupid for some reason. <laughs> no, but do you get to yell at people? Because uh... yeah. I, whenever when I'm in. I've been in situations where we, when when I'm in situations where I have power, I can, but in situations I don't, I'm not allowed. Like, same as like film or whatever, they'll tolerate a toxic genius, aka they're like, oh, fuck, we're paying them so low and these <laughs> are the only ones we got. We'll just let, a, let it, like, but... The trick is to yell at the right people, which are the people that make more money than you, who are in charge of you, pushing you around. But yeah, sometimes I'm... This like, seems like a bad kidding. idea. Uh, I don't know. I never had any I think you should only it. yell at people below you who uh, you can get away with uh, yelling at. No. You don't want to yell at your fire. Fire. You don't want yeah. to be cheap. You don't want to be hey, cheap you want like to find that. The, you want to find the easiest target... And yell at them. Management is the easiest target because they have no skills. Like the developers are like, there aren't enough of them. So even if you're bad at it, they have to keep you around, which is how I get to stay in tech. But like, they will treat you like an absolute moron. And I'm like, thank God. I was, I always am like, man, if I was anybody besides a moron, I would feel so like gaslit right now. I'd be like, these people just treat me like I'm stupid. You're a genius in, in your way. Thank you. Thank you. Um, that, uh, that machine I posted a picture of, is that one of yours? Oh, wait. Can do you, you have your... Uh, I can't see your... Do you have a screen going, Matt? I can't see your no, usual... No. Oh. I'm not doing a VJ Where's... work this Where's time. Where's the machine? Where's the machine? I probably posted on my Instagram. You commented on it. It's like a oh, oh machine, a little See. thing. I was wondering if that was one of your machines. Is it on Matt? It is. Oh, oh, Matt's talking to me. Yeah, so that I work on TouchTunes jukeboxes, which I haven't disguised. <laughs> is that uh, one of yours? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're the uh, we're the only name in the game. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, it sucks, Amphis. You wanted Rap God. You, we wanted Rap that. God, and it was not they there. They don't have it. 
No. Well, you gotta ask. You gotta ask Marshall about that. But um, no, our problem right is now this is like all a of iPod our shuffle. No, might as well uh... be. <laughs> oh, it's worse than that. The app's a little better. Yeah, I just signed in a new employee agreement that I wouldn't uh, reflect the company in that way. So maybe I'll get... But anyway, I've always okay. wanted to work at Touch Tunes. Um, actually, our our New York listeners. We're trying to get Nate fired right now. Yeah. Yeah. Is anyone from your company? Storm my life. Uh, I hope not. We'll find out. We'll find out very soon. But, uh, (laughs) no, touch tunes is very fun. Uh, I've wanted to work here for a long time. I literally told my company when they hired me, I was like, they were like, tell us why you wanted to work here. And I was like, I've always wanted to work here because I love going to like the shittiest bar, um, which is. Brass Rebobian, shout out. Um, and that you can play a 20 minute rush song and it only costs like 50 cents. Like the uh, long correction, the worst bar in Montreal is Bistro Perry. I don't know that one, but do they have a touch that's... tunes? Uh, they have a jukebox of some sort. Yeah. Yeah, that's touch tunes. <laughs> so, fun thing about that one. the people that invented the jukebox industry were the mafia. And that was in the oh. 1920s. And in the 60s, they literally found out they could kill members of doo-wop bands and then <laughs> re-divert the royalties. And it was a big problem. It happened with uh, jazz, pardon me, jazz guys and uh, all kinds of music. There are documentaries on it. Um, and I was saying that to some, some very old guys at the company. I was like, it's crazy the mafia used to run jukebox industry. And the guy was like, well, <laughs> they, might, they might still. And um, yeah, but now artists are getting killed more than they ever were before. Like all these artists are dying when they're like 21, which is actually a return to form on the entire. Uh, that's what the music industry used to be like, because they make, they make more money once you've once you're dead. Because everyone's like, I want to listen to that. I want to listen to Pop Smoke or I want to listen to Kurt Cobain. Um, which is weird when you think about it. But it also makes sense. James Dean. Tupac. Uh, yeah. It's it's the same with, you like, uh, it, I, art. I, I mean, like, in visual art, like, I, I, I think having having an artist die can can be good for the people who own it because then it limits the volume of work like it places a limit and generates scarcity on the volume of work that exists so whatever mm-hmm. they produce in the past if they're like uh, considered like a valuable artist it'll increase and like sometimes uh you know like if you make too much work as an artist uh Gallery owners don't really like that because they want there to be a certain amount of uh, scarcity uh, to make the the objects more desirable. Right. What do you think about, yeah, because like, I mean, Basquiat is the big example of, um, which goes back though to like all the people that are dead before they really, their stuff is super, and Kafka, now that we're talking about it, very interestingly. Cause we do kind of like that narrative. Kafka is cool. Cause he told us, he's like, destroy all my stuff. And that the person didn't destroy it. 
is the only reason that always feels like a bummer that these people never know they did some like cool things, but like, I guess maybe if people wanted to know they did cool stuff, it wouldn't be cool. But that always leads me to like, what do you think about the people like, um, like Jeff Coons and Damien Hurst and all the, the quote unquote, you know, like moron art. Cause I always thought, I mean, I'll say, I think it's cool, but a lot of people like hate it, <laughs> but it's like, I don't know. It kind of shows the whole system in a way that's more honest than Banksy, like trying to be like, yo, fuck this. Do you have a take on that, Andrew? Or? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm interested in, I'm interested in everything for sure. Like I, I think that stuff is, is pretty interesting. Um, definitely like, uh, yeah, just, I, I, I mean, thinking, thinking of, uh, I, I, I guess people don't like it because it has such a, a direct relation to capital. Um, and, uh, it's it, like, some of those studio practices can be pretty exploitative, um, but it, it it can also become sort of an em, embodiment and like something that people can critique in a productive way and kind of bounce things from. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think I think if you try and like repress um, your relation to to capital as an artist, uh, if you try and say like I'm. I'm operating outside the system or I'm posting some kind of alternative, like it's, uh, it's going to come back and bite you, you know, it's better to be like very like, uh, outright about, um, the, uh, you know, the, the, the R market and its tendency to, uh, value exploitation. Um, there, there's an artist named, uh, Santiago Sierra, and his work just involves like so much like direct uh exploitation like if it's just you know uh, basically getting people to perform like meaningless types of labor and produce objects that aren't really that beautiful actually like they're quite ugly um and it just kind of shows uh sort of like the underlying relations of uh of exploitation involved in art making um and i i think you know, I I do put a bit of like a pre presentational sheen on things, but I also want people to think about kind of where where this stuff at, the stuff that I'm showing actually comes from, and all of the the like kind of like weird labor involved in it, because like just like farming like bugs or something like that, and turning them into these little resin knickknacks, like that's a very like peculiar market. It's strange that like. The economy even produces these sorts of things it's like like what are these why are we doing this like what's it for um and there's i mean i i have a friend right now who's like working with human hair um and it's just this like oh, nice. he orders it online and it just comes from um like uh i don't know like i, I think some of it comes from like um like asia uh some of it comes from like south america it's just like these weird places where people actually are like literally selling uh you know parts of their bodies and just like um you know so i mean you can really just buy anything now <laughs> yeah well i remember chris rock put out that documentary good hair 
um, and it pointed, it focused on how weaves were made. And a lot of it was from actually Buddhist temples in India where people would donate their hair. And it just so happened that they would have very long, very uh, well, like good hair for wigs and weaves and those kind of accessories. And it was this like intersection of spirituality and capitalism in a, a fun <laughs> fun way so well together with chris rock narrating it in his course crazy isn't that crazy but uh, i thought it was a great movie i don't i wish he kept doing uh those kind of things hey what's it called good hair good hair i'll have to put that on my list but um yeah so with your stuff do you do you what's your thought on the artist's statement do your do you have the the paragraphs or the documents, or do you prefer to just leave it to speak for itself? Oh yeah. I mean, I, I really like working with people who are good writers. Like um, Hunter put like a, an amazing press release together for the show that I was just in. And I, I like people to take their press release in more kind of like creative directions or like build some kind of narrative around it or something like that. I'm, I, I become a little bit self-conscious about like my own skill as a writer. So having someone that can, you know, I'll just like throw a bunch of jumbled ideas uh, out and uh, like, you know, people will come and like synthesize it sometimes and take a, a bit of the work off my hands so that it becomes a little easier. But uh, I, yeah, I definitely like, I think, I think a press release is a bit like a, a chandelier or something like that, where it just kind of hangs over and like gives a little bit of light, um, but doesn't uh, doesn't totally like dominate the the space, you know. Hell yeah! And so that we have a pretty good Montreal panel, and you're now back from Manhattan, Sharice uh, and Andrew. I'll ask you both. Where's Where's the number one spot in Montreal for summer fun? What do you guys and gals like to, uh, what's your pick? Whoever wants to go first. Andrew, why don't you go first? I need to think about this. Uh, I, I mean, for me, like the, the over, like, I, I feel like I should keep this on the, on the download. Cause you know, yeah. you want uh, me to bleep it out? It's, it's gonna, <laughs> but, <laughs> We don't no, make no, it's hot. okay. It's okay. I I really I really like the overpass actually, uh, like by the by the skate park and uh, right. like I I I think I have a few friends who who've unofficially named that spot uh, Wario Park because yeah, yeah. a bunch I of the uh, <laughs> yeah. why is it called that? Why is it called Wario? Do you know? Um, just just. Uh, I, I guess like a bunch of the parks in Montreal are named like Mario characters. Like there's already oh, right. like an existing like Mario park and uh, like a Luigi park. Um, no so way. I think, I, I think, I think like my, my friend Conan um, went around and named like a few like existing unnamed parks uh, after, uh, after Mario characters. Big shout out oh, to okay. Conan. Interesting. So that was on like Google Maps or Google locations or whatnot, or that was somewhere else? 
Yeah, yeah. I think he actually, like, fucked around because, like, he's kind of a tech guy and just enjoyed his little exploits and stuff like that. So I think he actually, like, I don't know, had it, like, renamed, like, for, like, a minute or something like that before. I, I don't know if it was on Google Maps exactly, but he, yeah, he, he somehow, like, hacked in there and was, like, renaming things for a minute and then got found out. But but right now it's just, like, local lore. Yeah, the legend lives That's... on. What about you, Sharice? Where's the number one spot for summer fun? Um, I, I think it's just the mountain. There are so really? many, like, good spots on the mountain that no one knows about. That um, they're you know quiet and just scenic. Yeah, but are people like raging there, or is it you just go and crush Sometimes. a bo- box? It of depends. Wine? Uh, there have been a couple of raves on the mountain, but um, they've been less frequent lately. But uh, yeah. it's a good daytime and nighttime spot. So have have you all heard of uh, like? Um... St. Joseph's Observatory. I went there with uh, 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 this, this DJ, uh, Liz Khan. He was like, yeah. Sorry, I got to repeat that. I didn't hear it. It'll, it'll record right, but oh. we didn't hear it. It's because oh, yeah, it records yeah. there's locally. There's a place called... Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's this place called like uh, St. Joseph's... Um, I think it's like St. Joseph's Oratory. And it's like a, oh, a yeah, cathedral. Yeah, yeah. That's like, oh yeah, yeah. That's the big old and, church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you like I going think there? it's like there's, yeah, yeah. I, I went there with uh, with my friend uh, Liz, who's like a like a very like goth like DJ, and she was telling me all about like the like the hauntings of it, and like they have like. Um, like some kind of reliquary there where they have uh like the heart of a saint preserved human heart um right? and it's yeah, yeah, it yeah. just it seems like such a yeah yeah it's super sick yeah, yeah they it's got just the, like kind of a creepy spot like i went there for um for easter mass have you seen it some like easter sunday mass yeah i have seen it before but um, I got hit on there after <laughs> Easter oh, Sunday yeah. Mass. It was great. What was their line? What was their going? Oh, they just came up to me and they were like, their opener was, what's your name? Oh, that's and, not bad. And uh, I like reluctantly introduced myself and he didn't introduce himself back. But uh, he was just like, did you enjoy the Mass? And I was like, uh, yeah, it's very uh, serene and peaceful. And then... Uh, I was like, oh, you know, I have to catch the bus that goes back down to the ground because there's a shuttle that takes you, like, if you don't want to climb the stairs, you can take the shuttle to come back down. And I was like, anyways, I got to catch the next shuttle. <laughs> and I no, escaped. He, he didn't ask for your uh, threads, your threads profile name or? No, uh, I think he assumed I was a regular. Mm-hmm. Do you think it was his first time then? He was just like. He was like, I don't know if I liked it. Did she like it? Scouting the good Catholics. <clears throat> hell yeah. Gotta get and those Matt, trad wives, you know? What the hell? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Matt, where's the best place to party in Newfoundland? Buddy, 
Um, I don't know. What place to party? Um, outdoors in nature, not wearing any shoes or socks, uh, letting the bugs wriggle between your toes. <laughs> bugs get at you. That's think about. There's a lot of damn skeeters out there. You know, whatever summer they say it is, it's always a bug summer. It's always a bug summer. For now, give it a few more years. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, Montreal was like, when I, yeah, when I moved here, we had this, the week I moved here, they tried to assassinate the mayor. If it was, no, the premier, Mayor Juan, they tried to kill her. Um, but when she left, they used to spray powerful pesticides in all the Montreal parks. So I just thought mosquitoes weren't here. That might have been with the mayors, actually. We had a bunch of corrupt mayors. But then I've noticed, I think they're still using the good pesticides, like the DDT, the ones that, like, wreck your RNA or DNA. Because I've noticed very few mosquitoes lately. Except, like, if you go into the deep mountain, you get bit. But in, like, the parks, like Little Italy Park or the uh, the parks we don't want to blow up, I, I haven't been bit that much, but maybe I'm uh, maybe I'm alone in that. Uh, have you been bit this year, Andrew? No, I haven't gotten any mosquito bites, but I noticed, like, I think, like, uh, a few years ago, that there these, like, little flies started popping up at night, like, during the summer, like, these, like, invasive flies that just, like, fly into the light and stuff like that. Oh, so yeah, yeah. a lot of those. Yeah, do, but no mosquitoes. They, they don't bite, though, right? No, no. They're just kind of like a nuisance, like, uh, when you open the door and stuff like that. Yeah, or they'll fly in and hover on the wherever there's light proceeding or whatnot. Yeah, there, there's a lot of, like... Also... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, no. Yeah, yeah. No, I was just it's your time to shine, Shreeks. Uh... Gordo, too. <laughs> I was just going to say that it's a good thing that there's no wasps, or there's not a lot of wasps in Montreal, because I, I think I prefer mosquitoes to wasps. Yeah, come to think of it, I haven't seen any wasps this year. Last year, there were tons of them. There are so many. But they get angry in the cold months. They're not angry yet. I haven't seen a single bee this entire spring, summer. I've seen a I... few bees, but no wasps. Mm -hmm. Do you, um, do you think, <laughs> Andrew, do you think Justin Trudeau manipulates the weather? Because <laughs> I sincerely do. I think he's why it rains all the time. <laughs> Do you think that's why we had um, the worst oh, yeah. pollution in oh, the, the world? Oh, the smog. See, <laughs> Do you think that's the smog. Fault? Well, I know it's from fires, but I'm like, who's starting them? Because, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's hot as summer I ever, like but me. what? <laughs> oh. I, I sent Nate, like, a, Someone's being... a Rolling Stone. Uh... <laughs> oh, what's that? Uh, yeah, it's something like a, a Rolling Stone article about like uh, all of the all of the conspiracy theories about the fires. Like there is like directed energy <laughs> weapons. Um, and, like my favorite one, my favorite one was like the the Antifa super soldier theory, which 
always gets me. Yeah, yeah. It's like a like a, a flamethrower. Tactical... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm, everyone's I'm like, like, yeah. Uh... I wish I could take credit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, everyone's like, oh, it looks like uh, Blade Runner twenty fifty two, but that's that's like, who do you think directed Blade Runner? Anti-fun. Talking about directors, are y'all seeing the Barbie movie and the Oppenheimer movie? I haven't seen either. Are you going I support... to see? It? I didn't think they're out yet, are they? They're not out yet, but uh, everyone's choosing sides, making plans. I muted both words on Twitter because I'm so fucking sick of seeing bad people <laughs> talking about it. Neither I of them are the... going to be good. <laughs> Uh, I'm interested for the Barbie movie, I can't lie. I believed the meme that said, like, oh, it's got Aphex Twin and Death Grips on the soundtrack. I I did too. I found that that wasn't real. (laughs) He's like, oh. But, like, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Charlie XCX is good too. Oppenheimer? I don't know. I don't care that much. I'm more of a Wonka Polian guy. Like, I really want to see Wonka. And Napoleon looks sick. And that's oh, I haven't the... heard of Napoleon, damn. Yeah. It's by the guy who made um, the Antifa propaganda movie Blade Runner 2056, where he explains the forest fires, Ridley Scott. <laughs> so, so Napoleon is every, uh, you know, every Marxist's favorite individual, the guy who brought Roman empiricism and militant rule back to Europe. So... Excited for that. Excited for the uh, think pieces on Napoleon. But <laughs> it's really, I think it's really good. Just going to double down on autism and avoid all the like <laughs> scary, like dictator despot stuff. He's just going to be like, you know, I don't know why people have Napoleon been stimming Napoleon on the, to be some like Rubicon. Great, like communist hero or something i don't know where people oh he's are. definitely not <laughs> i don't know why that's become what everyone thinks of him like since the trailers started coming out i've seen Is so many people on twitter think? being like oh my god nice. he's our guy he's i think that's the other side <laughs> no that. no it's straight up being no. like like lefty twitter people being like napoleon was a hero he should have conquered the entire world it's like okay like, interesting yeah a bunch well like uh people definitely gooned on him like hegel was like oh my god napoleon's outside he just took over prussia or whatever it was called back then but then wagner wagner did too and he wasn't a very good man at all though I remember I was trying to sound so cool. I was like, yeah, I don't really agree with that guy. And I was like trying to impress my friend. She was in like McGill classical orchestra. And she was like, you moron. Like what he did for like the bass in orchestras, like justifies whatever (laughs) horrible. And then I just felt stupid. I don't know if I agree, but there's also, are they going to remake the Lord of the Rings? Do you like movies, Andrew, or are you not really a a movie guy? Oh, yeah, no, I'm I'm a big movie guy. I'm just waiting. I'm, I'm, I'm like, 
Probably not going to see the the Napoleon one because I want to see the the Macron movie. You know, I'm gonna I'm, I'm waiting for that one. You know, but like, is there a Macron I, I movie? See, I hope. So. I, I hope so. Like, like maybe like in like 50 years or something like that, or like Who's 200 play years. So... Um, oh my god, it would Timothy be a good Chalamet. Macron. Yeah, I like Chalamet. Chalamet. He's he's cute. I like him. I hate his ass. <laughs> Really? He cannot act. He's never yeah, done a good role in anything ever. I don't understand the hype. No. Like I would like Shia LaBeouf. Twink. Shia LaBeouf, like... that would be wonderful. That's mm. my crown. That's my crown. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That would be perfect. <laughs> one of one of the most underrated movies is Ashton Kutcher's Steve Jobs movie. It's way better than like the big one that came out. <laughs> it really is. Like he's just, he just plays Kelso, but he looks exactly it, when he shaves his head. Like he is Steve Jobs, and I think I think like Steve Jobs like shrieked at people more, but he cast like the guy he cast as Steve Wozniak is like. He's always in the the guy looks exactly like Steve Wozniak. He's a great actor, but before that, he was just always in those movies like Mama's Boy and stuff, because he's just this little like chubby man who's like. But like him and Ashton Kutcher are like acting their asses off. He's like, "You you betrayed me, Steve," and then Ashton's like, "Yeah, well, I just so looked it what? up. It's the guy from Frozen." Oh, he plays. Who's he playing Frozen? The snowman from Frozen. Ah. Oh, Olaf? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I never actually saw those. I thought they, uh... yeah, I don't know. I didn't like the Nordic themes. It was unsettling. <laughs> what was unsettling? Well, just. I didn't watch them because I was an adult when they came out, I think. <laughs> but, you know, you yeah. didn't like the Nordic theme of it. That's chill, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, when did it come out? I was probably like twelve. Well, yeah, I was you were uh, years old. You were an old soul. I was. I was ahead of my time. I had discovered the Beatles <laughs> yeah. already. So, yeah, that's when we met on Discord. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you didn't want me talking about that. Uh, I'll edit it out if I remember. <laughs> were you? Uh, do you like Discord, Andrew, or what do you think about? Do you? Oh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not really on there. I don't know. I, I, I feel like my brain is already just like, it's already like soft enough. Like it doesn't need it doesn't need need any more like scrambling. You know. Yeah. Are you on Threads? Threads are, are are all of you on Threads? I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm on. And nobody is on Threads. Nobody ever uses it. It sucks ass. It's stupid. I forgot it, it existed a... until I uh, saw some you... of it today. No. Do they we use like, threads on the? They use it on the metaverse too. They use Threads yeah. on the metaverse. Or... Yeah, we got the we got the pod account on Threads. That's the only one I have on it. And um, you can't delete it without deleting your Instagram too. So I'm not getting off it. Either, also, so. if you like write, if you write like a single swear on Threads, it'll delete all your other accounts, won't it, or something <laughs> like that? That's great. I feel so bad for Jason. Yeah, he's, no, yeah, he's like, gonna be fucked. He's, he's gonna do some wild thing, but 
No, I think Threads, Andrew, my theory on that is the metaverse is completely set on fire. So I think Threads is to just make investors <laughs> say like, no, no, we got another idea. We have like bad Twitter. Do you, do you want Twitter? <laughs> Did they use worse? like a... They use like a directed energy weapon to burn down the metaverse. Well, <laughs> the, the people of the world used a directed "don't give a shit about the metaverse." <laughs> like, so like no one's on it except allegedly Snoop Dogg. Like the only ever pitch I heard <laughs> is like, "You can buy real estate next to Snoop Dogg in the digital in the digital world, and you have to wear like a headset." Um, Shit. Metaverse tried to hire me actually because <laughs> I had worked in virtual reality. Dude, you should have taken it. Well, they talked to me and they were like, "Yeah, we want you to work for us." And I was like, "Okay, what uh, what do I do?" And they're like, "Well, you do two months of interviews." <laughs> so oh. I, I gotta go. And then they hired uh, the guy below me instead. The guy I hired, they poached him, and he made like two hundred fifty thousand dollars US uh, there. So. Congrats, Dave. Um, I wonder, hope you're not laid off so yet. But so we're not just getting you like fired, um, like we're making even you knowing that hard again. Two months. That sounds oh, very shit. boring. That sounds very boring. Those interviews. And uh, yeah. No, I think. Um, yeah. I don't know what the good social media is. I don't know what the next one is. It's probably going to, Twitter's It's a Chinese Instagram. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I also have uh, one yeah. on my phone. I haven't opened it in forever. What's going on there now? Our friend from uh, Based Read, a beep gang. It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> good. Really espouse that. <laughs> Funny story about that, yeah. When, is when he on Martin, TikTok? Uh, the organization is. When we had him on, the friggin' all BRG accounts had like 800 followers and then they went like stupid viral like three weeks after. So <laughs> it's a good sign, you know, that, that we always get them first. We get them before they're hot. That's wow, why I have I... one follower on Chinese Instagram. Faded oh, no. C is their name and they're only following me and nobody else. And they've oh, never yes. posted or done anything on it. <laughs> that is, I don't even remember what the app is called and it's in Chinese, so I can't read it. <laughs> right. Do you know what Chinese uh, social media, do you know the name of the app, Andrew? Not to put you on the spot. Oh, is, is it like WeChat or? Yeah. WeChat is the big, that's it where they sell. It have a name in English. Crystal, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to have the BRG on again. They can explain it. Um, but, <laughs> And then there's the Russian one that I also forget the name of, but yeah, VK. Yeah. And then it is, um, so yeah, we had, um, cause you know, you know, the, the Windsor crew a bit, Andrew, right. Or like, is it just that? <laughs> yeah. 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 So like, <clears throat> did you, did you know Martin like bride, Whatnot, tall feller was here, then moved away, hung out with Z and those. That might have been a bit, more, bit before my uh, my encounters with time. Right, because you came here. Did you come here during the pandemic, or 
you were uh, when did you first move Montreal? yeah well i came here in in 2019 like about a year before the pandemic mm. um and I did. I got to know Z pretty soon because I had been following him on on Instagram and really liked his work. Um, but I didn't really hang out with the uh, ones or people until after uh, after the pandemic. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, very cool. We're trying to have Z on. He's great. He'll. Um, we always talk about. It. He's like, yeah, man, I'll come on. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's so great what you're doing. I think he's drunk at this point. He's like, I think it's so cool when you do an annoying podcast all the time. I'm like, hell yeah, thank you. <laughs> so support yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, like sometimes there's a certain Z that comes out certain times of night. But um, very, very talented, very mysterious. He's doing a low internet profile persona right now. But every time I yeah. see his, his stuff, it's very cool. Oh my god! Should I should I get my uh, my Z T shirt? Should I show it to you guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whip you it can up. describe it. Okay, <laughs> right, hold on just a sec. I need to get a BRG T shirt. Yeah, I messaged him. I'm like, I'm gonna buy the junk. Whenever you put out the scam, let me know. I'm gonna buy it because uh, me too. Which is um, I'm setting this up for Andrew because it, that is the now I'm starting to talk to people who I'm like, oh yeah, you make good music. Oh hell yeah! Oh, that's Here, the it yeah. in detail. Uh, it's a little blurry, but I see it's like I think I've seen this one. It's like the thick thighs, like a skull crucifix, kind of like the Quake logo. You know, some edgy, some tricky shit. Very well screened, very complex. But <clears throat> yeah, so Z and I, we had this friend who um, support Kid Xanthrax or whatever he is. He keeps changing his name. So if you can track him down, buy one of these shirts because they're going to be worth a billion dollars. But uh, we had this friend, Z's very good friend, uh, who I always liked as a talented rapper. Uh, he came on the show and he has now made NFTs work for him, which we all like. We're like, yeah, NFTs suck. They're a scam. But there's... <laughs> just now starting to be people who I'm like, Oh yeah, those people do interesting things. And they aren't the usual like rider rips, like have always been in that sphere of like, I'm going to be all that. I'm that Bitcoin guy. But where I'm like oh, seeing like yeah, normal yeah. people not really have to like go on like cozy or something. They don't have to like snuggle up with all the alt-right people and they're like making money. <laughs> It seems to help to have this, like, you get accused of, like, being that. But <laughs> my question, uh, to sum it up, is, like, are NFTs something where it's, like, if it's not just the idiots with the cartoon monkeys, like, if you've... Because I've been seeing artists go and, like, aesthetically steer these things in more interesting ways. Are you, like, uh, do you fear the retribution? Like, would your your um you know peers look down on you are people re-looking at it would you ever do the nfts in a way that wasn't because it used to be like people did it and everyone was like oh this looks stupid but like yeah i i just can't imagine like personally i can't imagine how how i would adapt my work to that medium uh mm -hmm. 
Speaking of speaking of Z, like he did he did a prank where he he said that he sold an NFT and was like now like has like hundreds of thousands and stuff and I actually <laughs> fell for it for a minute. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm sure there's like some people doing. I know there's like some pe- people doing interesting NFTs from it and like making a lot of money and I don't know. I I, I also got approached by uh, like an NFT scammer once. Like it was like nice. clearly. There was something weird going on. He looked like this very like sinister like I, I, I hate to to use this phrase, but like a sinister like elder gay man, like one of those campy like nineties like Disney kind of Disney like queer coded villains, you know, like uh, Hades from um Hades from Hercules or something oh, like that. Shit. Okay. Here. Like and a James then... Woods James Woods elder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And there, there were all these pictures of him on Instagram, like, like going to like different like hotels and stuff, and like in Venice, and then circling it back also to Timothy Chalamet. Like, he <laughs> he, he had he had taken like a picture, uh, like a selfie with like Tim- Timothy Chalamet, and Timothy Chalamet looked like he was having like the worst acid trip in his life. Like he looked he, like he had been like transported into the dark lodge and like <laughs> this like nft scammer was like speaking like some satanic language to him and like had forced him to take a selfie <laughs> so basically what you're saying is uh you've proven john mcafee faked his death because he's back out he's back out there hustling and uh dosing our favorite wonka celebrity on 2cb but so how did the grift, how did it go? Like, was he like, yeah, I'm going to make you famous, kid. Just uh, give me your credit card number or like connect your bank account. Yeah, something like that. Like, it just started following me and then was like, I have a deal for you. And I was like, <laughs> you, 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 tend, you look like you look like like Satan or something like that. You know? <laughs> And then before uh, you know it, he's taking selfies with you. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. Andrew, Andrew Rutherdale. Did you have any mutuals who had signed the pact, and now they're? No, I mean, if they did it, I never heard from them since. You know, like. Mm. (laughs) Was it you just ceased contact, or like the account got deleted? Oh. Yeah, I think I, I, I block the person pretty quickly, but I, I definitely, like, I need to go and find that profile because, like, the, the Timothy Chalamet pick really got me. Like, I've been trying <laughs> to dig it up and, like, show people. Oh, shit, I, can't, I can't remember, but it was, it was like, it was, like, I, I, do, I do love, uh, like, hoaxes and, like, scammers and, like, shell games and stuff like that, you know? Like, it's, uh, I have kind of, like, a an admiration for the craft, uh, especially being in art where it's all kind of a, a shell game. Um, so, you know, it, I, it interests me. Like, Do you think it was actually that guy? Like it was his persona or it was a teenager in some uh, looking for a come up to make mm-hmm. the make the big bucks in an internet cafe somewhere in the world? <laughs> No, I'm Usually you can kind of like tell. Kinda... Depends how they write their sentences and whatnot, but 
there are some clues. I remember on Twitter, someone asked like, cause there's this viral phrase now that's you are not serious or you're guilty of being not serious. And they asked sincerely, like, where did this come from? And I said, I think it came from Yahoo boys, which are Niger Nigerian scammers. And that was, um, and in Matt and I, and some other people's encounters with those scammers, that is like the meanest swear they can say to you is they say, you are not you are serious. An unserious patient. <laughs> yeah. You're an unserious person, <laughs> but, um, yeah. I was definitely getting like some kind of like skinwalker vibes from this person, you know, mm. like the, the, it did seem like almost like chat GPT generated, like, um, like phrases that he was throwing at me. So I don't know, maybe it's just like taking on like a, an autonomous life of its own. Like, <laughs> Hell yeah. No, this feels like it could become like its own, like NPR, like serial story. If we said it like, <laughs> With the music, I was like, I was approached by, and then Timothy Chalamet seemed horrified. And then, and then it cuts to the phone ringing, and then it's like, hello, and it's like, hi, is this the? Do you remember what the handle was? I wish I could. I wish I could. I have to go deep, deep into my DMs. Yeah, but. It was definitely like I was having fun with it for a moment, you know. Like I was, I was just like seeing like how how far I could push things uh, before it became boring, and I, I think I think uh, I think it became a, a little distracting after a certain point. But I I just wanted to. I, yeah, I, I wanted to like get like all of the, all of the details, you know, like just like tell me how how famous you're going to make me and like how much money you're going to get me and stuff like that. So I can, can fantasize about it for a little while. And take um, screenshots. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I, I sent to, I sent to, I, I did send a few to my gallery owner Hunter and I was like, this guy is offering me a pretty fucking good deal right now. Like you better, you better like, <laughs> get better at this guy selling some of my works and and like you also don't have any selfies with like timothy chalamet like yeah, you live in that. los angeles like go and meet some celebrities you know like sell them sell them some of my work or something like that you know like uh no but hunter hunter is great he he uh, he dealt with the uh, some of my uh fucking around so Hunter being a real coveted art mover and shaker, um, were you, how does one, how does an artist know the difference? Like what are some good signs to look for? Um, or was it the same, did you have the same skepticism? Lil Wayne, I mean, Drake remembers being Lil Wayne and being incredulous. He thought it was a prank call. Was it a, a too good to be true situation or will these people present themselves differently? Oh, it seemed good. It seemed good. Like I, I just noticed that he had um some like quality programming done with like some pretty good artists in the past and just had like pretty good relationships with people. Um so you know, and uh I don't know, like he's not entirely like commercially motivated either. He shows some stuff that's like pretty crazy, like pretty out there, like Phil's piece, like it's really hard to sell that stuff. But he just take 
big big like risks and big gambles you know and uh it's also just like pretty down to earth so you just have to find people like that i guess you know who who aren't aren't like fully motivated by like you know seeing how much uh they can sell like as quickly as possible and uh you know just like are kind of in it like for the joy of the game more than more than anything else um right and uh not that there's one set way but do you think do you think it pays to approach and to like ask these people or is it better to uh because it sounds like you built your own things you kind of engineered like curation or spaces as well as your own creativity like is it a situation where you developed your stuff and that led the people having interest or did you find value in like like the whole any like any motivational thing but i go and buy a guy coffee and i say what books should i read and it's like some guy with a giant rolex and he's like i made a million dollars a month uh no i I think like just just kind of figuring out like what's going on uh you know like either online or like where you live and like going out and checking out people's programming and you kind of just like find things through like different associations but also just kind of like knowing what you like and what's interesting and then sort of seeing who might be doing like similar things to that you know hell yeah i think that <clears throat> i don't know what i think sorry i, tr- I trailed off <laughs> <laughs> It's been, uh, yeah, I'm distracted by the, uh, the Black Lodge mysterious fellow. <laughs> he haunts, haunts my memory, but, um, Bob. always name's Bob. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what's neat about, I think it's neat about Montreal and it's kind of a thing about Montreal is like, do you, I know there are some galleries here um but they're not really like the uh, it seems like it's separate from the whole that which is what i like about montreal is everything's kind of very like from the ground up it's never like oh here's the old rich guy that's in charge of everything like people will generally like creatively make their own thing but i think a big thing in montreal is that people just stay in this little sphere where it is like you can still do your stuff, but to like get out, I think it really does pay to like try and get into like other places, whether you're a musician or an artist or a filmmaker or whatnot. Do you think that's yeah. something or like, should it be, should we focus on the community, turn the wagons in? Lord knows I won't. Yeah. But, uh... I, I mean, definitely like there's some, there's some like interesting galleries and project spaces in Montreal. Uh, I really like uh, Panger, Panger on, uh, they're, they're at this like old Ukrainian embassy building on Depa. They're pretty good, uh, good programming. I like um, Park Offsite, um, it's run by You Like Care. Uh, and he does some stuff that's like pretty, I, I think he gets like some grant funding and stuff. So he takes like some big risks and does this stuff that's pretty like non-commercial. And then, um, Chris Andrews just opened a gallery in Villeray, uh, some really good programming. It's, it's also like very plugged in, like 
to uh, to like the international art scene and like some U.S. artists. But I think in general, like it is hard for gallery owners to be like a lot of Canadian gallery owners don't have confidence in like other Canadians and it's almost like more important to succeed in the States and then like you can come back and you're like right I've done things here like now you can accept me rather than you know like there's there's definitely like um people who are eager to import artists from like Toronto or New York or um you know like uh Los Angeles or whatever and uh you know like but there, there are also de- definitely like people who take risks on on Montreal artists, seeing seeing what's around. Some of those spaces I mentioned have given people like their first like group or solo shows. So, like definitely big big credit to them for sure. Hell yeah! Do we have? Um... I don't know. We got a pretty good. I mean, it's, we're at an hour and 45 here. Matt, is there any yes. important Newfoundland updates? Has that submarine? It's going to be crazy warm tomorrow. Oh, yeah. We got a big old <laughs> heat wave coming. Uh, <laughs> that's about it, I think. Submarine, um, they all died, buddy. Hate to, hate to break it to you. No submarine <laughs> updates. You don't and think they started, uh, started fresh? That that was like the end of Breaking Bad, where you pay two hundred fifty thousand to start a new life. Maybe there is, you know, like Lost. Y'all yeah. ever seen that show? I yeah, wa- maybe I, something magical happened. I never finished Lost. Wasn't it? It was like a dream sequence or something. Well, I guess we shouldn't be the we shouldn't <laughs> win Lost for everyone who wants to watch this. Well, I know people were really mad at it and were like, "Just ruin the show." But I don't know. Maybe it did. <laughs> Never... I don't think even the writers knew. No. Like, yeah, it was just yeah. like, we'll figure that it was... out next week. You know? That was the feeling. What I just saw was that um, apparently David Lynch always did know what would happen in Twin Peaks. And it was in a, there's a book that has Bob Iger admitting that he forced David Lynch to like spill the beans early and that people were getting mad about that. Um, so Bob Iger has one more blemish on his otherwise immaculate career as a good person. <laughs> but Enterprise Television, is this the peak? Is is this the greatest time? Do you watch any, are there any hit shows, HBO shows, either Sharice or Andrew or Matt? I don't watch TV. No. I don't either. Yeah. I'm not paying for another <laughs> damn subscription. <clears throat> yeah. I'll just stare at the wall. I'm lazy to watch TV. Yeah. yeah, it does seem like a big undertaking. Yeah, it's like, damn, I gotta pay attention to all this for like 300 hours, and it might not even I, end like, well. Oh. It might just go off the rails and start sucking ass, like in the <laughs> second season. Yeah, I'm getting to the point. My guilty pleasure has been hip hop gossip, like DJ Vlad and stuff like that. But to the point that it's like. It's like those algae blooms that like take over ecosystems. And now I just talk, that's like, I'll either read or like listen to that. But my small talk turns into that. It's like, oh, you really, you're like really into hip hop. And I'm like, no, I just like the gossip aspect. I haven't heard any of the songs. I just Um, ran out of newspapers to read. 
<laughs> so I started printing out pages of Dalma's Live News. Yeah, they stopped making newspapers. <laughs> What uh? What do you let when you need to switch off your brain, Andrew? What uh? What's your? I think Andrew's slurry? left the room. <laughs> he's completely sick of it. Yeah, yeah no, he's he's done with this. <laughs> it's bedtime. <laughs> That's okay. It is uh yeah. God, it's almost ten p.m. here, so I can't blame. Uh, Charisse, you're uh. Well, you're an avid Betaverse listener. You've heard you've heard one or two, I think. Yeah, I think, I think exactly one or two. <laughs> That's about as many as I've listened to. Them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, yeah, I listened how... to uh, the BRG episode. I consider him one of my best friends. So okay. yeah. I was like so excited when that one came out. Yeah, what did you think of it? Was it a good job? Incredible, incredible. Breathtaking. Salute. Hats off to you all. Thank you, thank you. It must have impressed you. You're you're joining us. Are you? Yeah. So what's what's up with that? Are you? Uh, are you? Are you? Are you our official third mic? Hey, like you. Let me know how I did. Yeah, no, we'll, absolutely. Once the <laughs> check were... clears. Once the check clears. Once the check we'll, clears. Uh, <laughs> we'll don't call us. We'll call you. No, I'm <laughs> you did a. Yeah, great job. How was it? Do you feel the adrenaline rush? Oh yeah, I was. I was when you asked me to come on. I was like, "Is is today the day?" And well, today was the out, day. Yeah, yeah. Did you have any? What what media do you like to mindlessly consume, Andrew? When you need to turn off the world? Oh, I don't know. I, I listen. I listen to a little music, like uh, uh, like yeah, just just like different stuff, like a lot of. Uh, just like weird, weird electronic music or like uh, noise, noise music. Uh, big, big like Sun fan. Um, oh hell yeah! The I, drone, drone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's your favorite um, Sun I, album? Oh, uh, I, I I really like uh, Monolith and Dimensions. Um, oh yeah, that's a good one. Just yeah. <laughs> I, I went to I went to uh, a Young Lean concert uh, last year. It was oh, pretty yeah. good. Yeah, I like the the new one by him. With music though, that's like that revs me up. I'm like ah. ah. Um, so like that's where I like like things that are kind of like banal, like because like I can't listen to the news because that it's none of it's real and it gets you stressed out. But it's like then audiobooks. But then those can be like engaging too. Do you ever do you need to have that like you know kind of like NPR froth in the background ever, or not like that? You're you're fine with your inner monologue. <laughs> no, no. Sometimes I I do listen to like some audiobooks. You know, sometimes uh, I I I also I yeah I listen to like a couple of podcasts. Uh, contain uh i listened oh, yeah, to some yeah. betaverse episodes pretty recently <laughs> like the i listened to the vitruvian grimace episode it was pretty good oh um, yeah the shout out nate yeah, Other yeah. Nate. <laughs> yeah. um oh, yeah what else i mean yeah there's there, oh, oh uh nymphed alumni is like a fashion podcast that i listen to a little Right. Got some good, like, just like really stupid. Have y'all heard of um, 
like the blow core blow cat trend it's really taken off this summer and just like the no. soccer shirts and uh, oh the soccer I've shirts seen, and like the ribbons is it girls wearing <laughs> soccer shirts because uh i've seen z zeal wear a soccer shirt and a blazer and our friend uh official family guy official peter griffin family guy three uh he's a big soccer shirt fanatic but so what's uh for the kids at home who want to be caught up uh check out Nymphinite jet actually yeah gordo original gordo was friends with them but what's the blowcore what is the uh trend it's yeah it's it's like soccer shirts like adidas like uh like the the track jackets and stuff like that and i i think like uh just like ponytails and ribbons are a big part of it um i uh yeah i I, I did I did shamefully get like um like a Jeep soccer jersey pretty recently. I just like yeah. found uh like in liquidation or something like that. Cause I I think the the cause of it is like just um like all of these like it's just like vintage p- pickers who want to sell like last year's uh, World <laughs> Cup jerseys and stuff <laughs> like that. That's right, kind of right. Like, that's the that's the psyop. Yeah, I've noticed they'll do that. Like, if it's like something you can find, it's like, hey, why not make this cool so I can sell it and make a lot of money? Mm-hmm. But why the name Blowcore? And is it is the Nymphet podcast or Nympha Nympha Wars? Are they the ones pushing it? Or <laughs> that's a good name. Is that a real thing, Nympha Wars? Mm-hmm. Are they Nympha Wars? <laughs> Shit, maybe that'll be our spinoff. <laughs> 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 oh There's gotta be one called Nympho Wars. I, I mean it. there there was a beta verse, but we just fucking balled on them. <laughs> Dunked the, they had also like I don't know. Shit, what was di- it? Disappeared N- ten Info years Wars. ago. Yeah. Still it's on Apple Podcasts. <sighs> well when was last episode? When was last uh, episode? July twelfth, twenty twenty three. But they're on right. episode thirteen. Maybe we can buy right. them out. We, yeah, we can light them up, but uh, we'll start the empire. But so then, what kicks? What shoes you got to wear for blowcore? How do I, uh, how do I get it right once my pigtails are in? <laughs> is it uh, sambas? <laughs> I hear the sambas is the cliche this year. Oh, Maybe last yeah, year it could be. I don't know. I'm kind of. I'm getting into a bit of shaky, shaky waters here. Shaky territory. Oh. Yeah, we don't want to give up the. Yeah, we got to keep it a uh, keep it discreet. I've noticed the rubber slides with the socks, which I feel like that was Rihanna Ooh. for a while ago. But everyone's really yeah. go outside and everyone's doing oh, it. Damn, they've been going since 2018. Yeah. No mind, they got a lot of episodes. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was too good to for me to have come up with it. But, you know, only but, like um, a thousand ratings on Spotify, so that's not like huge. What do you think about the slides of shoes, Andrew? With socks? Yeah, do you let those I, dogs bark? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm not really about that. I just got those those like laceless shoes kinda uh like about a year ago. Like loafers? Those, those, those No, it's like the the salmon, the salmon or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the QC shoes, but those those were out so quickly in the back because you're just like sliding them on, you know, like they just kind of get demolished pretty quickly. 
but mm-hmm. I don't want to tie my shoes either. So it's, it's, you know, it's a struggle. Why not? Yeah. You want to tie stuff just some, uh, it's, it's there's so much to it, you hey, know. I mean, a good old <laughs> yeah. pair of Converse never went wrong, so. I love tying shoes. You can get so creative yeah, with too. it. <laughs> Several knots. You can fucking tie your toes together. Bend them all weird. Put on, put left, put the left on the right foot and the yeah. right on the left foot. <laughs> That's the Newfoundland uh, vibe. <laughs> yeah, that's normal. That's how we do it over here. It's your uh, your Converse, Cherise, your Taylor gang. You're all oh, yeah. your Wiz Khalifa all summer. For sure. I, I I will say, though, like a nice pair of, of sandals mm. always gets the job done. Here's a tip, kids. Put the cons on. Cut the rubber calf off. You know? Paint your toes. You're so creative. You're free spirit. Then, uh, yeah. I think you should cut the soles out of your shoes so you can still be, you know, connected to the earth. Yeah. And just cut out the whole bottom out. Everybody should show and take pictures of their bare feet. They send them to us <laughs> at betaversepod at instagram.com just send those send those feet over i don't know why i'm so uh, fixated on barefoot uh, it's synchronizing with the earth today and mm. it's like the fifth time i've brought it up <laughs> uh, <laughs> i need to go uh, for a, a I, think, <laughs> I think i'm gonna duck out here <laughs> i don't know like i don't know where this is going like endorsing uh endorsing like foot fetishes <laughs> Oh, oh, I oh. oh I, okay. but I promise I'll, I'll send I'll send all of you my feet. Okay, that's, <laughs> that's my guarantee. Oh yeah, well, that's what counts. So, thanks for listening to another episode of the Betaverse, and uh, stay tuned. <laughs>